All right, everyone. How you doing? I am Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast International Series, and I kind of wanted to like touch on this a little bit. So I wanted to interview a group of people who went to university abroad uh, to kind of draw highlights to the dodgeball experience abroad and how it's very similar, and also put more on the forefront how much we are similar versus how much we are different. So here with me, representing Plymouth Krakens, uh, first I have Soap. Babatola, is that how you say it? Uh, yeah, that, that's absolutely fine. Hi there. <laughs> All right, so let them know who you are, what team you play for, um, oh, if you play for the national team, and uh, what year you graduated. Cool. So um, at the moment, I am currently uh, playing at London Storm from Plymouth Krakens. Um, I haven't been, I haven't had the opportunity to play internationally yet, but I'm hoping to, one of these days to go to one of the England trials. And I graduated in the year 2018. Okay. Uh, my next guest is uh, someone we've had previously in the archives, season five, uh, James Brown. And we already know you are in MK, right? Yeah. Um, I play for MK. I I'm yet to graduate, if I do. <laughs> um, suffice, suffice to say, I picked a baby in the group to return. Um, next up, I have next up, I have uh, James Dixon. James, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, I sort of play for Wessex. I haven't been back since COVID, and I graduated in 2019. Uh, Wessex Wolves? Yeah. Okay, so you know Vicky? Yeah. <laughs> That's all we need to know. You survived. Um, <laughs> and and last but not least is part of the James trio that I've seemingly picked up. Um, last name Craddock, man. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I play at the moment for Storm. I um, uh, I don't play internationally. I coach very briefly uh, at the Northern Ireland Knights, but I'm back in uh, back in England and London. And I graduated in 2018. Okay, so pretty much everyone has the same graduating class, and James Brown still has to catch up. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to go over um, famous alumni, uh, whether you guys may know them or not, uh, who graduated from Plymouth Krakens. Uh, former TV presenter Michael Underwood, um, co-founder of the Project Seahorse, uh, Heather Caldaway, and former television broadcaster Monte Halls. Uh, any of those names uh, ring a bell for you guys? No. Oh. <laughs> I think no, Michael Underwood was a kids they... presenter when we were kids. Wasn't he on like CBBC? Yeah. yeah. Michael Underwood, yes. Yeah. Plymouth Uni is not a good uni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah. That's not that wow. bad. Wow. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good uni. <laughs> wow. Um, so promoting for... <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a great uni. Michael Underwood is clearly an amazing ambassador of your uni. Uh, so suffice to say, I like to keep these interviews fun. And in the first ten minutes, that's very been prom that's pretty much been a promising thing. So that's one thing I want to point out too. I do a lot of research. I'm a nerd. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna go over a few stories with you guys, and then culminate with why people should choose Plymouth Krakens as a social dodgeball club that you guys happen to be um <clears throat> so over here we have something i call or we call in the states rush week where essentially a lot of like sports clubs and like just 
any kind of club representing um, that university will have will con converse in, or condense themselves in like a hall or a conference building. And a lot of freshmen or what you call freshers, they will go in and pretty much be pitched why they should join this club or that club. Um, some are sports related, some are political, but you know, over, over there, just like we have over here, it's the same kind of experience. And they all pretty much discovered dodgeball through that. It's safe to say. Yeah. 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 So I want to ask, starting with soap, um, what your fresher experience was like, who brought you on? Uh, how was your first game? Or first uh, okay. session. Yeah. Um, so I originally started, I actually have to thank my housemate. Um, he actually, at the time, I I just thought, okay, I'm just going to join the basketball team and then go home. But he was like, no, let's sort of, you know, uh, expand, see what else they do. So, like, I had no idea that this university even did dodgeball in the first place. So this is why I'm actually quite grateful to him because if he didn't say that to me, then I wouldn't I wouldn't be here effectively. So um, we managed to finally find the dodgeball um, sort of area, and the head of the dodgeball team, his name was AJ. He, he just pitched it like um, it's a really sort of fun thing to do. Uh, lots of great people there, and I was like, yeah, I'm sold. That's fine. Where do I put my name down? Sort of thing. So the first session was, whew, there was a lot of people in this first <laughs> session. Like, I'm thinking maybe even, maybe over a hundred people possibly. Like there, wow. was, there was loads of people. So <clears throat> like my, my aim was just to throw the ball as hard as I can, see what happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're still doing it. <laughs> Amazing, he still hasn't learned to catch, isn't it? Ooh. <laughs> you know what? Fair, fair, fair. We're getting there. We're getting there. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So overall, the first session was like it was really, like, really good. So I met a couple of people there. So they were really sound people as well. So like that's how I kept uh, coming back, and yeah, and. That's how it all started, and and massive. I'm still learning to catch. By the way, by the way, I call massive. I call uh, James Dixon massive. It was just a little nickname that was given to him. Massive. Bullying me because he's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. I, I can't remember. He's called massive. You know, I can't remember. I, I don't know. I just started getting called it. Um, <laughs> so a couple of things I want to point out. Um, you said who is the guy that you said AJ was the guy or the coach. He was like, uh, not. He was just like the head, like he was chairman. Really the coach. Yeah. yeah, chairman. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Is that a name that's synonymous with every one of you guys on the on the panel? He was the one that like sold you over to the dark side, so to speak. I've never I don't think him. Brown would have met. Yeah, he would. Yeah, I don't think Brown ever met him. No, because he, he was, was a year before I left, which means he's like yeah, long gone. Yeah, I've never heard of him. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. So the same year that Soap and I did, I think. Yeah. So safe to assume. Now trying to find him. So I guess there's like a transitional piece between where some of you guys met him and some of you guys haven't. So that's one thing I want to point out. Two, there's 
I guess soap is nickname a snake, and I want to get kind of get into that. Uh, um, here we go. Why why does the panel con, uh, consider you a snake? Because as, as of now, you're one of three people um, that have that nickname. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm gonna let him uh, dig into his own hole. It's fine. No, 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 no. To be honest, I, I actually want to hear from Massive why he's nicknamed me a snake because I've been wow. asking him this for about <laughs> two years now. <laughs> no response. He, he just keeps responding, saying, "You know what you've done." I'm like, All, right. <laughs> All right, James. What has he done, Dixon? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> he is a snake. So like, <laughs> it's just what he is. Like he just. <laughs> I mean, there's a story that he's going to tell later that explains why he's a snake. <laughs> all right, well, we'll, all right, we'll, we'll prelude that till later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Like I said before, I picked the right people. Um, all right, so with that transition, uh, James Dixon, um, how was your fresher experience like? Um, who, won, who won you over? Well, I sort of. I mean, if you speak to anyone at Plymouth who was there when I was there, the first year I went to Dodgeball, I didn't speak to anyone, didn't really talk to anyone, just kind of hung out. My flatmate Holly kind of dragged me along, and I kind of owe her for that. Like, I just sort of... <laughs> I don't like big groups of people, so I didn't really go to Freshers' Fair because it stressed me out, so I just left it alone. Also, was was it the first year we were there? Uh, Jamie, you might know this. When the, was it the, they always used to let the drummers in the actual, like, building. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't yeah, hear yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> what? Very loud. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just not not a big fan of like big crowds, so I just avoided Freshers' Fair like the plague, and then would just go to Dodge and like because it was a social session, a training session. I'd just go to the social one every week, and then got into it the year afterwards when I got close, like to know more Dodgeball people. Because, yeah, my first few sessions, I just got... I would get chucked with just random teams because um, yeah. I didn't know anyone. But then found out afterwards, I got chucked with the teams who couldn't catch because I could catch all right. And it would just be <laughs> the entire game of me just catching, watching someone come back in and going, oh, cool, this is... Yay. <laughs> <We're> terrible <laughs> at this. <laughs> Wish you weren't here. <laughs> uh, Sergio, I just want to quickly add something to that story. Because I'm pretty sure throughout the entirety of first year, like 80% of the people didn't actually knew, know Massive went to the dodgeball sessions at that time. Because for some, like he was just invisible to people. Like, it was so bad <laughs> that uh, well, one of our first competitive like, uh, tournaments, we took a picture and forgot to include Massive. <laughs> Mate, that happened multiple times. <laughs> I've seen multiple tournaments where they've taken a team photo and I'm not in it. <laughs> you're, that? you're that committed to being essentially the John Cena of Plymouth where no one can see you. If you go on the Plymouth like Facebook page, there's like photos of the team and then there's two photos. One of the photos doesn't have me in and the second one does. But like occasionally they just forget to do the second photo because they forget I yep. exist. I had to spend I've spent like my entire uni career after like the first year, I would have to prove that I was there for a year. Because <laughs> there was this Christmas photo That's that has me in it. That's true. And no one believed I was in the club. And I was like, I'm in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you've just committed yourself to being so invisible that you dip out on photos. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I just don't like people. I like being away from people. I like being safe. <laughs> A room full of people throwing balls about. I'm gonna get hit. I'm not staying there. <laughs> I actually remember. I remember a social, and you were convinced that because I was one of the people on because on, I think I just joined the committee that year, yeah. um, and I was one of the people because uh, I was social sec at that time, and um, you were convinced that I didn't know your name. No, yeah. then... <laughs> I bet you a drink you wouldn't know your name, not knowing that your name wasn't Jamie, it was also James. The most <laughs> annoying bet I've ever lost. So, yeah, so I slightly cheated by knowing his name because it was the same as mine. So I got a free drink out of it. It was great. <laughs> okay, so, so all right. So now that we've kind of determined, soap is the snake, and we'll later find out why. Dixon is pretty much John Cena because no one can see him, and Craddock is a hustler because he got a free drink <laughs> out of a deal. And with that transition, uh, Jamie Craddock, um, how was your first uh, fresh experience? And if there was anyone who who helped uh, win you over to the dodgeball side. So I'm trying to think actually because I'm pretty sure um, to Freshers Week I, I don't actually remember going to the dodgeball stall at all because I signed up for football and cricket I think it was but then I think it was a week later my flatmate who went to the um, the first ever the, the, or the trial session which what um, Soap was saying was really busy so he, he <laughs> went to that session and was like mate you got to come along this is really really good fun He's called Rory. He doesn't play dodgeball anymore. Um, but he brought me down. And then so I, I went and had a great time. And I remember the chairman afterwards coming over, who this guy was called Herring, Adam Herring. I remember him saying, like, you know, as uh, a good chairman he was, and he was saying, you should stick around because, you know, it, it would be good to have you. So, yeah, it was really good fun. And, oh. <laughs> so... Do you remember? You remember obviously hustling the drink out of uh, Dixon. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that year because it was because um, there weren't there weren't actually that many people on the committee. There was only a few, but we had a huge amount of freshers because I was in the same year that AJ started, who was the chairman when um, when Soap started the following year. So we had there was probably about. Um, maybe four four of the freshers that joined that year that all jumped on the committee so i was i was one of two social social sex so we all organized basically all the nights out because we were freshers and wanted to <laughs> go out a lot and the committee at that time they were all third years so they were all sort of you know, not really wanting to go out that much and kind of knuckling down with studies <laughs> and clearly you're not the type to knuckle down got it um <laughs> <laughs> Um, so James Brown, I know we kind of touched on uh, your fresher experience, but was there anything else you wanted to elaborate or add to it? I mean, I already played dodgeball when I came to uni, so like I just went hunting for the for the dodgeball stand. <laughs> I went in <laughs> there and I I just darted straight for the dodgeball people, and it was like <laughs> it was poor like Freddie or Joe at the time, and they were like, "Oh yeah, dodgeball was really fun." I was like, "Yeah, I know." Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> and you can definitely hear more about that in his interview. Um, that was done roughly three weeks ago in the archives of season five. So James Brown, that's a shout out. Um, if you want to listen to that episode, it's definitely there. So I want to ask you guys, and uh, we'll start with self. What was the, how was your first major social with, um, with Plymouth? 
and what did you guys end up doing and and such okay so um i think my first like sort of major social because I, even though i was going to dodgeball for quite a while i didn't actually do any like much socials and it was until sort of a year or like a year down the line we went to um this place called Fresh's Prof- uh, Professor at the time. And the only thing, yeah. Yeah, the only <laughs> sort of thing I remember. So uh, shout out to Jack Hughes Jones, who tricked me, by the way. So what happened was <laughs> he was like, yeah, let's go and get a shot. You know, it'll be fun. It'll be this, that, and the other. I was like, yeah, sure. And then he got two shots for me. And he told me, oh, they were um, they were just sours. Or I think oh, he, he told me that, I think he told me that they were just sours. Like they're just a really sort of fruity one that tastes really nice. <laughs> but, but when I drank, so he actually got me a drink called Tiki Fire. And I thought I was going to die on that night. <laughs> <laughs> Tiki Fire? <laughs> yeah. It's like 80%, I, I think. Yeah. So when I, I honestly thought I was not making out alive that for that <laughs> night because it was bad. I after I after I had it, I spent the remainder of the night in the toilet praying that I would throw up because it was just so bad. Wow. On <laughs> honestly, I'm pretty sure a lot of the um, dodgeball lot was there as well. Um, I can't. To be honest, that night was um, like a right but it's that was sort of my first major sort of social with them it was good though i did enjoy it (laughs) okay so um a couple things i want to touch on with you soap uh it's funny how you said you didn't do any socials up until that point and then the one social or the first social you did you borderline pretty much was knocking on heaven's gate with alcohol bloating um, uh, you you pretty much did what I call pray to the porcelain gods when you say you're trying to throw up in uh, yeah, was bad. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was rough. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So okay, so suffice to say, when I get there in February, um, no tiki fire. So I'm letting then everyone know right no, now. No, yeah. Yeah. You, you got it. It's the only way. No, 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 no. What of us? Who said one of us? Who said that? That was that, that was, was Jamie. That, that was in your own head. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Again, people, no tiki fire. I'm there to visit, not there to die. Thank you. Yes. Um, I, you your boy was praying, man. I that's, so, that's that's what he does. He's a religious man. <laughs> He's a religious snake. Is that what we're gonna call him? Okay, so your new oh, name is Judas. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no, I'm not cutting this. I'm not cutting this in post, just for the record. Oh, your, <laughs> your new name, because uh, Dixon called you religious, we're going to call you Judas. I don't even, even need to know the, the snake story yet. That's just a name that's going to stick. <laughs> this podcast is listened to in 150 countries out of a uh, out of 170. So people are going to know. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and with that transition, uh, Dixon, um, what was your first uh, social? 
Oh, I got scammed out of a drink by the social sex. <laughs> 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 Which all I remember, I was so bitter the rest of that night or when I was... <laughs> No, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't remember my first social. I just ended up hanging out with like a load of dodgeball people like the start of my second year. So I have no idea what was dodgeball socials and what wasn't. Like <laughs> They did uh, what? They definitely blended together a bit. This yeah. dodgeball socials and the night out. <laughs> so suffice to say, it just felt like a regular night out, just a night out of fun for you. Yeah, it was just pretty chill. Like they're all pretty sound. Like yeah, there was a thing with Were either of you there. For there was like a people lobbing ice about in roundabout for one of the socials. I'm, Wait, I'm, that I'm was just, actually I'm sure I the social. Had too many TG fires at that point. <laughs> this, was like, this was at the beginning of the night, Jamie. We hadn't even gone to fresh yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. But yeah, just the well, night started out with a load of people lobbing ice cubes at each other. It's like the only thing I remember about that night was getting hit with ice cubes. <laughs> you got hit with ice cubes? Yeah. <laughs> Who threw Pretty ice cubes good. at you? Oh, just random dodgeballers. I mean, it's a thing. They just throw it. You can't really catch an ice cube that is slippery. <clears throat> okay, so a couple things. Um, we're not throwing ice cubes, and I'm not drinking tiki fire when I get out there. It's just not going to happen, people. I value my life. And yeah. I guess in ice cube sense, huh? I was just going to say, yeah, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I want to take a quick sidebar. Uh, I just saw a funny GIF. I'm not going to get into it because it's in our group chat. So if you guys want to look at that, that was well-timed. And I'm not going to say who it was, but thank you. I needed that good laugh for prosperity. Um, so Craddock, the scammer, the hustler. Um, <laughs> you, Craddock. I said Craddock, yes. Um, how, how was your first uh, social with uh, Plymouth? Um, I'm trying to think because there's... There was, um, there's probably quite a lot really, but there's like there's a very memorable one where um, both me and James tried to uh, beat or set the record for the most shots of tiki fire in a um, on a on a night out. Which <laughs> probably, uh, how, what what how, how many was it in the end? Uh, I I don't remember. I remember the end of that night though, and having to deal with you. <laughs> But I, so the, the problem is, I, I don't remember the end of the night. <laughs> um, it was me and I do Pittsburgh remember carrying do you remember. home. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, I, I made the mistake of drinking other things as well. So that oh, if I, if I just had the tiki fire, it would have been okay, I think. I think we made it to about, was it about seven? Seven or eight? Yeah, it was seven or eight. Too many, yeah. <laughs> but that, there was a point when we were walking you home, like you were stood between me and Tidswell. We were like carrying you, like stumbling along, and you kept going, like jumping up, swinging your legs out, and going, Wee! <laughs> like, hey, please. Um, I'll so, be you next time you're over. <laughs> <laughs> so, suffice to say, Jamie Craddock is the childhood drunk in the group. Um, and also. He's terribly given piggybacks when he's drunk. <laughs> we did it once and he stacked it and we both end up hurt. Yeah. Not too hurt. That, and British love to drink. 
That has been very evident thus far. Um, <laughs> you really said we on the way home? Oh, yeah. After I don't think you remember that. It's completely blank. Yeah, it's, it is. Like that. <laughs> you, you, could, you could say anything and I, you know, I wouldn't be able to, wouldn't be able to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say you broke the record for soap as far as how many tiki fires you had? Oh, Even yeah, though Soap had one. Yeah, yeah so so yeah, I've had one, one and he was even <laughs> These guys, they're just built different, honestly. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> like, they're just built different. Yeah, they're built loyal as far as they're concerned. Um... Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kid, I kid. I can't wait to yeah, hear the story. Um <laughs> So, James Brown, um, is there any memorable socials that you were part of that you uh, didn't get to mention? My first social was like the D social. So everyone had to dress up with something beginning the letter with D. And I um, stupidly went out and brought like a 40-pound Deadpool costume <laughs> that, was like, <laughs> that was like padded top to bottom. Oh. So I was like sweating out. <laughs> and then... Uh, I can't remember who it was, but eventually it got to the point where I was just so fed up with it. I ripped all the padding out and we just hid as many beers in the suit as we could. <laughs> and then I just walked into the club with like 10 beers in my shirt and I just started giving them out to everyone. And oh, eventually, eventually the bouncers like caught me and that was the end of the night. <laughs> You're a legend, Ron. You are a legend for thinking of taking out the padding. And just putting more beer in, you're you're, you're a legend. Anyone who does that here, we're we're gonna immortalize, and uh, you definitely had that opportunity twice now. So, I don't <laughs> great know. job! I didn't get caught at the door. Like you could hear like the clinking and like the beer inside me as I walked up to the bouncer, <clears throat> out of my face, and I was just like, "All right, mate," <laughs> and he just let me in, and I was like, "I don't know how that worked." that's the funny thing I also was gonna bring up. How did the first bouncer at the door not realize you're clinking? Obviously, with bottles in you, I mean, but the bouncer really inside found you. It's because he saw me giving the beers out, but like, I don't know. I mean, we were all in odd costumes and you know, very drunk, so I think he just kind of just looked at us and was like, Ugh, and just let us in. Yeah, he probably just didn't want to deal with it, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're rocking a Deadpool, Deadpool uh, costume, so that's a bonus in and that of itself. Anyone knows me, I'm a huge fan, so right there, you earn uh, brownie points with me. Uh, <laughs> And uh, this was like a big club, and somehow you still got caught giving out beer. Yeah, it was like Prism, which is like a it's like a brand of clubs here, so loads around the country. And uh, like I got in, I got past like the search, and then I got into a club, like handed all these beers out, cracked one open, and then like turned around to see this bouncer was like, "You got to come with me, mate." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> definitely a legend in that, Mark. So, um, I, know, I know we kind of hinted at this off camera, but we have a competitive series in college called the NCDA, uh, which stands for the National Collegiate Dodgeball Association. Um, some of you guys are very familiar with the rules as we already discussed. Uh, how was your first competitive uh, tournament with Plymouth? And how was that environment like? And we'll start with SOAP. Whenever you say, um, whenever you say, sort of first competitive league meet for Plymouth, I just think of I just think of Portsmouth. That team gave me a headache. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 
Oh gosh! So it was our first sort of uh, Southwest uh, League meet, and I can't remember who else we faced on the day. But did we do both um, Portsmouth? We did. Yeah, maybe. we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we did both Portsmouths, and uh, if anyone's listening from Portsmouth who remembers me there. You cheated. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just going to throw Snake Babatola right there. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So, um, so, okay. A couple things I want to touch on. Um, is Portsmouth like a, okay. So over here, because college football and, and college sports is really uh, a major thing in America. We have rival schools. So for people who went to USC, they don't like UCLA. For people who went to Michigan, they don't like Ohio State. For people who went to Florida, they don't like Florida State or, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, Was there a rival school synonymous with Plymouth in the Dodgeball sense? Or are we talking just Portsmouth? Um, There wasn't necessarily. I mean, you could say possibly Exeter because they were like the, the sort of closest uni to us. But apart from that, there we wasn't necessarily. Them, yeah, Already yeah, that was there, or um, whatever the um, when you play play uh, face against the nearest university. Come what that's called. Oh, oh, been so mm. long. oh yeah, varsity. <laughs> varsity, but that's Marjon. Yeah, but Marjon don't have a team, so it'd probably be. Closest one that's competitive would probably be Exeter. Exeter, yeah. I thought you were going to say family <laughs> at Exeter really hard. In like, um, <laughs> in like England, we have like varsity, which is like where rival unis will play each other like with all their sports. But our our like uni, other uni in Plymouth doesn't have a dodgeball team, so we don't get to play in varsity. Oh, okay. Got it. So I was just trying to like highlight if that's more of an American culture as far as having rival schools or if it's synonymous to where you guys had it and you guys kind of answered that. So, um, <laughs> so uh, we can suffice to say he does not love Portsmouth. Um, okay. Okay. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me elaborate. Let me elaborate. Because outside, like speaking to him outside the game, they were fine. But the fact that they even said, you know what, we don't really, go out until the ref called us out, even though if we get hit or not, I'm just like, okay, yeah, we, we can't we can't win against a team like that. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I mean, it'd be hard to uh, at that point, but I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, right away, we're, we're into the spice. Love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so James Dixon, <laughs> um, what, was your, what was your first uh, competitive uh, soiree like? Mine was the same as Soaps, but the main thing I remember is, like, on the way there, we found out that, because the dodgeball switched from three ball to five ball, and on the way there, we found out that it it had changed, and we're learning the rules on the drive to the tournament. What? (laughs) Yeah. Because, do you remember Joe Dennis? Yep. Yeah, Yeah, I remember. Like, because he was, he became this, just knew every rule inside out. And so the ref would say something. We'd all look at Joe Dennis and go, is he right? Like, yeah. It's like, okay, sweet. Right, we'll keep going then. <laughs> <laughs> so you found out it switched to five ball on the way there? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Like the night before, but we were looking it up on the way or something. Yeah. 
because like some of the rule changes were like um because the rule if you block a ball change didn't it or if you get yeah. yeah it used to be if you got hit and then someone else got hit was it just the first one counted there was no like I deflection it... yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, there was like little rules like that that you would just forget <laughs> Well, there was, was there not a neutral zone? I'm pretty sure there wasn't a neutral zone. There yeah, there was, was no just neutral a line. zone. Um, oh, yeah. And like, you couldn't make like, like a deflection catch just saved everyone that got hit prior instead of like yeah. making. Yeah, exactly. Making, like, yeah, when you blocked the ball, it was dead as well, wasn't it? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Free ball. Wow. Also, the balls <laughs> were a different size, which was kind of a nightmare because we only had the bigger balls for like ages. Yeah, yeah I, rem- I remember. Um, I mean, there was some fun matches watching that, but it wasn't really my favorite style to watch back in the day. So from someone who watches a lot of dodgeball, I'm glad you guys changed that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Craddock, um, what, what was your, how was your first like competitive soiree? So I, I think, um, like, if we're talking competitive, like, that would be, as in British dodgeball competitive, that would be the same because we initially were going to have I was part of it. There's a few people that wanted to set up a Southwest League because there wasn't one at the time. Um, so we had like a couple of people that were interested. And then we found out that British Dodgeball wanted to do a um, Southwest League. So we all got on board that one. So that was the first sort of like competitive one. But in first year, we had a, um, there was like a, a friendly tournament where we went to um, Southampton. I think it was like a, a charity tournament, um, which was great fun. I mean, it was, it, but it was three ball. So it was, and we saw all these people with knee pads and we're like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then we got, our, like, we got completely pounded by them. And then we're like, oh, okay, that one, seems like it works quite well. <laughs> um, it was it was very much, because that was a, well, we were freshers. So it was very much a, um, a, a drinking holiday rather than a, a sporting adventure. But it was, it was very good nonetheless. Um, but you would say your first competitive was going to a British dodgeball, not in the university yeah. scene, per se? Yeah, oh, well, so it would have been the British Dodgeball Southwest tournament that, that um, uh, both James and Soap were talking about. So that was the... Like, oh, I, so I you, you all day. had that one then? Yeah, so that was, that was our first like, compet- like British dodgeball-style competitive rather than you know a, a charity tournament that was down the road sort of thing. So outside of remembering rule or trying to learn rules on the fly and... Soap having a disdain for Portsmouth. Was there any other <laughs> um, memorable <laughs> moments from that that you could recall? Well, I I, I definitely remember um, <laughs> uh, every now and then, like when um, we'd run for the middle ball, they just whisper something in our ears and just get in our heads. <laughs> Which was, this was Portsmouth again. They were being a little bit cheeky, but um, yeah, I remember I remember not being in like Portsmouth not being in my best books. That's for sure. But I think that was that was. Like it's been that first tournament anyway. That was the first um, uh, league meet. That was the, the main thing that stood out. Yeah. Nice. Um, <clears throat> what about you, uh, James Brown? Um, my first thing was like a freshers open, <laughs> which was really unfair at the time because I'd been playing dodgeball for like three years at this point. <laughs> so it was like, it was like a tournament to get everyone new at dodgeball, like into dodgeball. And I was like, oh, I really don't think I should play this one. And they were like, Oh yeah, you're a fresher, you can play. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very fair, and we won. And yeah, I mean, Back by up. default, you you were allowed to play, but realistically, it, it probably wasn't fun playing against uh, someone who knows what they're doing. 
Yeah, like it was really weird because like my my mate also started for like who plays for MK also started for Derby that year. But like British dodgeball, like you can't play to him. And then they were like to me, "Ah, eh, you can play." <laughs> and I was just like, "Okay." So like he got like excluded from his team, and I was just like there, like yeah, here I am. Like I just sat in the middle the whole get whole time, and I was just like, mm, I feel so uncomfortable here. <laughs> I've never felt more out of place in my life. Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You have to give people time to grow, and that's something. Um... I think you realize early on, but in the very least, you had some fun with the first uh, fresher tournament. It was so there are some moments. It had its moments. <laughs> so, if anyone's heard up until this point, clearly we've had some banter um, along with sharing memories from Plymouth. And when I say we, I'm not. I'm talking about just everyone here. I didn't go to Plymouth, um, as everyone knows. Um, but now we're going to kind of let the let the dogs loose, so to speak. So I want to hear. Any funny road trip story that you had involving Plymouth, whether it be dodgeball related or not? Let's hear some funny road stories. Uh, we'll start with soap. So any funny road stories you'd like to recall, um, either heading to dodgeball or heading home that involved uh, Plymouth? Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got a decent one, but we weren't heading to dodgeball. We were actually... Um... <laughs> <laughs> we were heading to a place called uh, Land's End. And this was at a notorious time at three in the morning. <laughs> so it was me, I believe it was me, uh, Massive, who's James Dixon, and Massive uh, Jack, mate. And Jack. And we we're all just gaming as we normally do. You know, uni life, we don't really, sort of, no one really had lectures the next day. And then uh, random, literally, just it was very random. But it, I, I can't remember who brought it up, but someone said, um, let's go to Land's End to watch the sunrise. <laughs> Land's End is about three hours from Plymouth to be like. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Give some context. It's like the yeah. southernmost point of the country or something. Southwesternmost yeah. point, yeah. 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 And at the time it sounded like a fantastic idea. You know, we get there early <laughs> in the morning <laughs> to watch the sunrise. And it, it was all well and good. We even tried calling a couple of people along the way. We tried calling Luca, who also um used to play for Plymouth Kraken, but he was asleep. Uh, yeah, because um, we left I at like can't... one or something, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we left at like some un unruly time. <laughs> and <laughs> and massive. When when did we figure out that um, watching the sunrise <laughs> at Lands End wasn't a good idea? Right. When, when did well, we figure that? <laughs> to be fair, I figured it out about two hours in, and then didn't tell you guys until about three hours in. <laughs> 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 well. The problem is that Land's End is the southwest coast and the sun rises in the east. So the sun was rising over the land behind us, <laughs> not in front of us. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to hit the pause on that. Uh, yeah. Let me just, let me just, I'm going to hit the pause on that because when you mentioned it was at the southwest point of the country. That was the first thought that came to mind when I was like, wait a minute, do they not have <laughs> navigation? <laughs> <came> to us. <laughs> was it? 
We should have been the first thought that came to ours. Because I'm thinking, like, do they not understand basic navigation over there? Because if you're going to watch the sunrise, you want to go to the eastern most part of wherever you yeah. are, possibly at a high vantage point. Yeah, you guys just yeah. went yeah. to the wrong side. No one really thought it through. There's a reason Landsend is famous for sunsets and not sunrises. Yeah, we were getting in before the crowds, James. It was smart. There was no one there. But, not only um... that, we, so we got there. So I'm stealing this from you because this is a bit where you messed up right. and I'm still annoyed right, about right. it. We got there. We were like, that's fine. We'll walk from the car park down to Land's End. We walk for probably a good like half hour. Like, get get like all the way along this cliff face, sit down, we're like looking back, you can see the sunset over the tourist center for some reason. <laughs> and we're like, oh cool, we've seen that. That was funny. We'll leave. We then like walk about another half hour. Like we walk back and I just see Soap just stop and start patting his pockets. And I'm just looking at him. I just looked at him, sat down on the path and just went, I'm not walking back, mate. And Jack hadn't realised what was going on with Soap, but Soap just looked so scared. And, like, looked at me and looked at Jack and went, I've left my phone. And we had to walk a half hour back, take his phone out of a crack in the cliff because he dropped it, and then go all the way back home again. It was, it took forever. <laughs> God, there's a lot of debauchery with you guys. Um... And clearly, lack of navigation and understanding at positional so point. We found Land's End. The navigation on that, perfect. <laughs> <sighs> okay, fair. fair. You found. Believe it or not, you found Land's End. But as far as seeing the sunrise from your position, we did see the sunrise. Not over the sea. We saw the sunrise. <laughs> It looked worse than we expected. <laughs> All right. So before we transition to, because um, I'm sure Jane, uh, Dixon and Soap have the same story. Uh, before we transition to Craddock, um, I want to ask everyone, have you guys seen the movie uh, Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone synonymous, Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> All right, so there's a scene because now that you guys kind of remind me of Land's End and the Sunrise, because um, you guys clearly have navigational skills that are on parallel SAS level, dare I say. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a scene <laughs> in Dumb and Dumber where um, Harry, who's sleeping on the passenger side, wakes up and he makes a comment at the, the scenery. And this is prior to making the wrong turn. And we're gonna go into that in a minute. Called, it, it, you know, this is the Rocky, Mountain, Rocky Mountains. Clearly it was not the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> Until he realized Jim Carrey made the wrong turn. <laughs> so instead of going west where they should have gone, they should have gone east. Instead, you guys went southwest instead of going east. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You guys had a dumb and dumber moment, is what I'm so, trying to tell. One of the guys, oh, yeah. Jack, he's the guy. We were coming back from Bristol and we needed to gun it southwest. He nearly took us to Wales, which is the other <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, Jack's not going to like you. <laughs> he knows what he did. 
Can you guys do me a favor? If when this episode airs, just tag him for no reason I'll, other than just I'll, to listen to this. I'll, I'll oh, do the same. So we'll do it. Snake boy over here. <laughs> the Judas Snake will do it. Got it. I'll hold you to it. Um, so, Craddock, uh, please tell me you have basic navigational skills and give me a funny road, si- a road story. <laughs> well, just about. I got. I've got a little bit of navigational skills. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would probably disagree in this call, but <laughs> um, I'm trying. To, I think most of the dodgeball trips I've had have been, um, I think, relatively uneventful in comparison to that. Um, I have one, I have one trip from that was on the way back from um, a field trip that I did, uh, which was sort of geology. Um, so we went to uh, we were in the Pyrenees, which is like a, a mountain range that's in between spain and france and we were on the spanish side um on the night before our journey back from uh from uh, the south side of the pyrenees all the way to plymouth um there's a few people in our group that decided to be a really good idea to start drinking and stay drunk and they thought that being drunk before the journey would be a really good idea so they started, <laughs> drinking, started drinking uh probably 11-ish and kept going until about 4 a.m and we had to leave um so when we were on these mountain roads driving down going through twists and twists Oof. and then we heard this <laughs> heard this noise from the back of the bus and this splatter and just this sangriery vomit the chairs from the back because clearly these these guys couldn't hold their booze so we had a <laughs> oh it's horrible we had a vomity bus for about five hours before we had to get to the to the airport and fly to plymouth so that was Definitely, definitely, probably the the worst road trip I've had. Anyway, but yeah, the worst road trip that oh, <laughs> showcase. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Most of the other ones, anyway, dodgeball wise, have been fairly good. Actually, we had no no bad turns. No, uh, I think probably because I I picked the people that could navigate most of the time driving. <laughs> so yeah, but no, that would definitely uh-huh. have been the worst one. Anyway. <laughs> So if it's not ending at the opposite end of the country, it's dealing with vomit for five hours going downhill. Horrible, yeah, absolutely horrible. <laughs> you sound like a National Lampoon video. Um, James Brown, uh, any funny road trip stories with Plymouth you'd like to share? You're gonna have to skip me for this one. I can't top those. <laughs> oh no, it's not about time. Yeah, it was... Most of your time in Plymouth, you've been in lockdown for corona and stuff yeah well. literally so <laughs> yeah true, we had like true. first year which was a pretty which was pretty uneventful in terms of journeys i just slept in everyone's car and you know soap move proud of you yeah ah. and, like, second year was just lockdown wasn't it so oh, i'm God. still yet to get these journeys and <laughs> yeah you're, you're you're pretty much the fresher in the group in this case i don't know it's weird isn't it <sighs> i know and i'm looking at all you guys like children um <laughs> all right so we've got to the funniest side now i kind of want to get to the heartwarming side um so we're gonna actually go in snake order in reverse so for james brown um in your young time what's been your most fond memory with plymouth dodgeball um ooh, my most fond memory probably uh i don't know that's a really hard one is it hard because you can't think of any, or hard because you have too many? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's to say I have too many. <laughs> no, it was probably um, it was probably like the Freshers like event that I first went to, like on day one, where 
I literally turned up and I was like 20, 30 Krakens there all in their tops and everything. And then there was like a hundred freshers there. And I was just like there in my Beagles kit and someone else was just there in like a London Storm kit. And I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> and <then laughs> apart from that, like everyone else was just like, why are you wearing those weird knee pads? And I was like, uh, you'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> we just played like mad games for like two hours and it was crazy because I was like, it was like a free for all of like 120 odd people. And yeah, it was a really fun time. And then we all went and got drunk after the issue. <laughs> Definitely remember you mentioning that for sure. And um, who was the Storm player? Do you know? Because you didn't uh, mention it last time. I think it was like Holly Anderson or something. I think you guys probably oh, know her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably would be her. Yeah. She was like a Kraken as well, but like she turned up in a Storm kit and it was just like, ah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, 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 I remember. She was down for like a week or two and she turned up to a couple of training sessions. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, but apart from that, yeah. That was it. <laughs> and, all right, so what about you, uh, Craddock? Most fond memory with uh, Plymouth Dodgeball? It's a good question. I think probably, um, so we had in my final year, so I was chairman, and we were... Um, we were nominated for a load of different awards, but I think it was probably um, us getting the um, highly commended Club of the Year award. Um, mm. So I'd say that, that like we it was going through all the events all all like all night, um, and then you know it gets gets sort of close to the end, and we're like, oh, we've not won any of the big awards. That's a shame. Um, and then you know, you know, Club of the Club of the Year comes around, and we get highly highly commended for it uh, for being a club that the previous year. Um, was they weren't sure if it was going to carry on to then you know the year that I took over and we managed to get get the whole space back like get numbers back on and then you know getting highly commended for club of the year was yeah it was a pretty special one I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you beat yeah you beat the football club for that. Yeah we we beat yeah we we did beat football. I do, I, I do a lot of research as you can tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you have no idea. I'm like the dodgeball Nick Fury. I got, I got secrets from all you guys. Um, you turn over your house one day. You're not wrong. I mean, I already know. I already know your zip code. Um, just playing. I'm, I'm just, I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, you. I remember. Um, you guys beat the football team there. That's quite a feat, especially in a football-dominated uh, country as England. To to have that uh, distinction. Uh, what about you, Dixon? I don't know. <laughs> like, I had, Maybe like, my done. last year at uni sucked, but that was unrelated stuff to Dodge, sort of. But, like, I just enjoyed the intramurals, to be honest. So, like, you'd play against a load of people from different, um, like, sports clubs or whatever. So, you'd have rugby and whatever there. Who Rugby were always weirdly good, which was always really funny. But, like, <laughs> It was the sort of seeing other people try the sport and seeing them enjoy it or like get really happy when they made a catch or like get overly annoyed when they drop something. But like just sort of, I don't know, those were always really good because you just sort of see people just enjoying the sport and there was a load of them. And, and that was... That would be like a fond memory for you, just the intramurals. Yeah, just pretty sick, yeah. I, I always had the opposite experience with those because like people were <clears> really annoyed that they like couldn't beat us at stuff, and I'd be like, dude, 
we're like the literal dodgeball team um and then they just like storm out halfway through yeah see oh, I, that that kind of happened my last year because we had a team that were basically just dunking on random like other teams so we had a dodgeball team that was just going ham on random teams and the random teams didn't like them doing it because it was just massively unfair but like when you don't have to deal with that it's really nice <laughs> like when you have teams that don't like go full out at play people who don't play dodge the people who don't play dodge don't get that annoyed was the thing we found it's just I when you go well out and yeah, that's probably why you didn't have fun reference to it. I know. Especially with, especially with in a mural, because they all cheat. All the new yeah. people. None of them know the rules. It's not even that. They just don't want to call hits because they don't want to go out. It's the same with like freshers as well. You get half the freshers just don't call anything. Yeah, you have to like brand the honesty into them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys kind of touched on something. I'm sorry. Well, mainly Ditson. So. A couple seasons ago, um, whether it's season three, season four, or even both, um, some people wrapped at uh, intramurals out here in college, uh, fraternity ones even, uh, sorority ones, and a lot of them have the same experiences. They'll hop out of bounds, um, they'll get hit and say hit the ground first, or if they get hit, they'll call something called safeguard as far as like that didn't hit them, they get an extra life. Who's making up these rules on the fly? I don't know. And it sounds like a lot of these things are happening over there too. Yeah, well, part of it with new people is just they don't know what the rules are. But also, they just want to play. So, like, yeah, when they're just good. going out straight away, they just stop calling stuff because they just want to play the sport. Like, that's the so way I always see it with new people. Yeah, and you can also see it with them. Like, they actually really join the sport as well. So when you have to tell someone, oh, you have to sort of step out because you got hit half the time, most of them will do it, but you have some of them, they'll be enjoying it too much because they don't really want to step off, and they'll make up something like, oh, it didn't hit me or it bounced or, yeah. Sounds like a lot of familiar ground there. Um, So, Soap, what is the most fond Mm -hmm. memory you've had with uh, Plymouth? I think it has to go to, um, it was quite early, for the life of me, I can't remember what tournament it was, but there was a tournament where about 18 teams played, or 16, it was a lot of teams, and we managed to like, bearing in mind, I'm pretty sure we were quite still early in our competitive year, Jamie, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it was... We were like the top uni. We came fourth out of 18 teams that actually played quite competitively as well. Yeah, it was the Remembrance Day one, mate, from like a couple of years ago. It was, ago. yeah, Bath Spartans. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there were a lot of really good teams. Bath Spartans, uh, Bristol Spartans had a solid side. They had uh, two Wessex teams, which were absolutely stacked. <laughs> like, like they had some really, really solid players. And the fact that... Uh, we came Ronda went. I don't know about what Kamarden though. Definitely Ronda did. Yeah, even Ronda went like. Well, Ronda were Cardiff then, weren't they? Oh, they were Cardiff. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, they were Cardiff, Cardiff Dragons. But yeah, I feel like that because I just felt I just remember at that uh, Remembrance Day like Tony. I think it was one of the best at that time we ever played as a team together, and I just really and that just stuck in my head ever since. So just love it. So it was a fun tournament that you all recall uh, for Soap there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, it was really good. 
wasn't that the tournament where Olivia kept shouting at us to calm down the entire time? Yep. Because we'd <laughs> just properly. scream out what our calls were every single time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's, uh, who's Olivia? Uh, um, so <laughs> she... Uh, <laughs> okay, so she is... She's a, she was a really good dodgeball. I, did, I actually don't know this because she kept saying that she used to play for England. Could anyone confirm if that was actually true or not? What's her like, last name? What's your last uh, name? Uh, Putnam. It's P-U-T-N-A-M. Like, she was actually like a really good dodgeballer. Like, at the time, she was, was the best women's dodgeballer like, at, at the Krakens at the time that she was playing. And then she dropped out, and then. Um, but yeah, I, for the life of me, I genuinely just didn't know if she played for England or not. No one's been able to confirm that yet. I've never heard of her before. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you were probably about twelve at the time. Yeah, yeah true. I'm doing. She used to play for Derby. Oh, did she? Yeah, I Derby lady as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, James is clearly looking at her Facebook. I'm doing yeah. my research. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure she decided to, like, she just came to be our coach uh, for that day as well. So, yeah. She left a solid impression with you. Uh, she, she definitely left an impression. Oh, pause. <laughs> 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 Moving she, she on, was, she, was nice. she was nice. She was nice. <laughs> she, yeah, well, she was nice, and you're branded Judas, and we're gonna get into this right now. Oh my god! So, and I, I believe it started with who we call Massive. Um, well, first let's start with that. Why do they call you Massive, James Dixon? Uh, well, I'm not massively sure, to be honest. Ironically, it just sort of started happening, and. <laughs> Was just kind of indifferent to it because there's like a billion Jameses. Because apparently you're not wrong. Like, I got three of them on this chat. Call it James. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you don't know, and no one else knows why they call him massive. I'm sure. I can't, um, I can't remember. <laughs> I actually can't remember who started the nickname because I genuinely cannot I think remember. It was Bryn. I'm not sure. All right. <laughs> No, oh, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it rings a vague bell. <laughs> I just know I used it to stitch up Hannah once because she, um, her parents had come to like pick her up from uni. And just like she walks in the room, sees me and goes, oh, you're right, Massive. And just immediately she's like, that's not very nice. Like, why are you calling me that? And her parents <laughs> looked at her with such like disgust. It was amazing. Yeah, that's, that's the only time I've ever used it. <laughs> <laughs> and who's Hannah? Uh, Hannah Mack. She's still done, I think. Yeah. She's doing her Masters, yeah. Oh. So, shout out Hannah Mack, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, before we get into the closing segment, where I'm going to ask each of you to make the perfect pitch why people should choose Plymouth Dodgeball over Portsmouth or whatever. Um, let's get into it. Uh, we've hinted at it a few times and, uh, I don't want to leave the people empty handed. So anyone who knows me knows I like, I love to deliver content. That being said, the snake, Judas, the religious snake, why the nickname? And I guess we can start with James Dixon with this one. Right. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
just, just can't be trusted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, so on the road trip, we had to think the Land's End. He got in my car. Soap is, soap is what I would describe as a long boy. Um, and just <laughs> as he got in my car, absolutely booted my like cigarette lighter, broke it. It stayed broken for the rest of the time I had that car. Um, and then like just, I don't even know where you got the sauce packet from, but stamped some sweet and sour sauce into the carpet of my car. The equally <laughs> stayed there for the rest of the time I had the car, could not get out. I had to like live with that car soap. Not only that, like if you gave directions on like a way to like to and from a tournament, you were terrible at it. You would forget you were giving directions, and then like twenty minutes in, would go like, "Oh yeah, we were supposed to take a corner like ten minutes back." We got up to a roundabout once. You forgot it was a roundabout halfway through, and just refused to tell me where to go. I actually remember that. Yeah. <laughs> just a okay. nightmare. So, what, Craddock, do you have a snake story we want to share? I, I, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I think massive calls of a snake a lot, but I, I've, I've yet to see a, a huge amount of snaky behavior. So the, the, the jury's out, I think. <laughs> so this is exclusively, so this is quite exclusive. Yeah. So exclusively, this is all a Dixon thing? He he yep. also has a catchphrase that he only says to me and refuses to say to anyone yeah, else. I'm not bringing this up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it right here. Let's do it. What's his catchphrase? He would and just why? come up to me and whisper, <laughs> "Pop, pop, little bubbles," and I would say it to other people, and no Wait, one would believe you, what would he it say? was Soap's thing. Pop, pop, little bubbles. Pop, little bubbles. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> okay. This is. Absolutely. This is going to be a long and fun episode. Um, soap, pop little bubbles. Explain. <laughs> you know what? I, I I've been done up an absolute kipper here. From that <laughs> <laughs> Here's what actually happened. Okay. So, um, so I've never said that phrase in my entire life. That's a lie. You've said it to me when you're drunk. <laughs> we need to get you on Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> he one night in, I just remember him uh, it was quite late it was quite late at night and I just remember him saying that phrase like all the time just constantly <laughs> and then he decided himself that that's going to be my catchphrase so much so that when he was head of uh, Plymouth Krakens at one point we had an awards evening and he gave me award for best catchphrase. This is how much he committed to it. I still have the certificate here. <laughs> I've never said in my life. How many tiki fires have you had at that point? That the, the real question. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, long story short, it's not my catchphrase. It's massive that it's just given to me. Nice. It's nothing to do with me. Just, just say it to me occasionally and then refuse to say it to anyone else. Okay, so 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 we're gonna we're gonna have this disputed whether he he makes it his catchphrase or whether he says it or not <laughs> versus his navigational skills, which clearly has been evident by going to Land's End. Well, to be fair, Land's End wasn't soap's idea. <laughs> the long it's true, right? It was more of a group yeah. idea. Yeah. Okay, a group collective that he happened to be a part of. So, yeah, safe to assume the snake can proliferate. Got it. 
Um, <laughs> pop little bubbles. Okay, uh, British, you guys are very weird with your catchphrases. Got it. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start with soap because uh, we kind of picked on him a little bit, but <laughs> and rightfully so, I can already tell. Um, and I'm in Hollywood. I have not. <laughs> Why should they choose Plymouth Dodgeball? Honestly, if you are looking for just a group of people, you know, to play a sport together and like just vibe together and just enjoy, I think Plymouth was really, really good at that. Like they've got the competitive scene going as well. So they've also got like a, a social scene as well. So if you want to go down the competitive route, you definitely can. If you just want to play just so, you know, you more sort of socially, then it has that aspect too as well. So, yeah. All right. Uh, James Dixon. Why should they choose uh, Plymouth? Uh, like, I mean, the other societies at Plymouth aren't that great, to be honest. Like, you're, cho- you're pretty slim pickings. Uh, Dodge was probably the best of a bad bunch. Uh, <laughs> nah, Dodge was good. Uh, like, they're just, it's just a social sound thing. And if you want to play competitive, you can, but no one's going to make you like, I, I don't know if it's still like this, but they used to have social sessions and like, more training-based sessions so you can do what you want to do. Like, it's not... Nothing's ever really forced on you. I'm a yeah. harsh but fair ruler. <laughs> I don't force it on anyone. That <laughs> <laughs> <I> never <did. laughs> All right. Uh, Craddock, why should they choose Plymouth? Yeah, I mean, similarly, a lot of the a lot of the same things. It's um, when, you know, when, when we were uh, pitching it to Freshers, We'd always say it's like a, a sports society that doesn't really take itself too seriously. Like it's always, you know, we have a really good time. Like we make sure to have lots of social sessions. We have a good atmosphere while playing. Um, and then, you know, there's there's obviously the competitive side, which is, you know, getting better and better actually in the southwest because it wasn't that good when we first nice. started. But now it's it's pretty great because you've got the um, lots of teams in the southwest, and then you've got uh, British dodgeball getting, you know, increasingly more involved. So it's it's great for yeah both aspects of the um, social side, uh, and then it's also got the competitive side as well. Cool. Um, and last but not least, James Brown. Why should they choose uh, Plymouth? Because we're better than everyone else, and, <laughs> and we're going to win the box this not year. <laughs> and we're going to win the British champs, and we're going to have all the socials and be the best uni. There you go. Ooh, okay. We're going to win Super League as well. I've decided. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. It, this episode uh, will air either on Wednesday or Friday. So whenever you hear this, I am not cutting this. James Brown just put his team on blast. He or he put him on the pedestal. They will win Super League by the end of the fiscal year, um, and they're going to win all the socials. Uh, by the end of the fiscal year. Um, any, anything else you want to add to that, James? Now that you're feeling gutsy. Our membership's really cheap as well, so sign up. <laughs> nice. Uh, you want to add maybe World Champs? You might, Plymouth Cracker might win that as well. No, nah, that's next year, man. <laughs> world Champs? <laughs> Keep some in the boat, you know. <laughs> you're going to win World Champs now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to start playing foam next year and we'll probably win. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I can see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so his phone kind of picked up over there? Um, we don't really play foam at the moment, but we but might. you're going to go from not playing foam to next year winning foam in Plymouth. Yeah, of course. Pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, pretty reasonable time. Yeah. I like. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I like the goals. I love. Yeah, I love the moxie. Okay. I love the moxie, and uh, I'll, I'll definitely hold you to that. So whenever I do a foam recap, um, I'll definitely keep an eye on how Plymouth does for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so suffice to say, if you join Plymouth, you're part of a fun family with. Lack of navigational skills, improvisation as far as bringing in beer, and just overall a great chat, a great fun um, to be had. And everyone here who's been on Plymouth, um, on the Plymouth panel, I should say, uh, thank you. This has definitely been a fun episode. And um, yeah, now I get to meet another snake. <laughs> I hope I've really stitched you up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Like right at the end because no one will listen to this bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we will stop in three. And All right, everyone. And that was the Plymouth Krakens panel. I want to thank everyone for hopping on and sharing us uh, their story, their experiences, and overall why you should choose Plymouth Krakens if you're uh, playing for them or if you're choosing a club. And also, I guess the unofficial sponsor of this episode, Tiki Fire. Uh, might want to try that when I get there. I might regret it, but who knows? Um, sometimes the best stories are often laced with regret. <laughs> that being said, um, I hope to continue with this series along with other interviews going going towards the tail end of season five as well as next season for season six. If the Plymouth Kraken episode was any indicator, it tells me that I'm off to a right start. So if you've been with me up until this point, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.